0: Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. For the last five podcasts, we have been in a series that I've entitled, In the Beginning. We have been focusing on the first part of the first book in the Bible, Genesis. The first 12 chapters of Genesis record a number of firsts. Let me just name some of those, and some of those we have studied in these previous podcasts. Of course, uh, in chapter 1, verse 1, we see the revelation of the triune God when uh, we, he is called Elohim, which is in the plural, and then we see the Spirit of God moving across the face of the earth in creation. And if we go over to the Gospel of John in the New Testament, the first three verses reveal in chapter 1, reveal that Jesus was there at creation, that he was the creator. So we have the revelation of the triune God in chapter 1 of Genesis, verse 1. Then we have the creation of everything, of, of all matter, of, of time, of uh, space, energy, uh, and, and all the things that exist right now were created, chapters 1 and 2. And it's a literal creation of Almighty God. And although there are a number of different views on the creation among um, evangelical scholars, uh, for one thing for sure, God created, and that's revealed there in chapters 1 and 2. In chapter 2, verse 15, we see the, the revelation of work, where the Bible says that God uh, created a garden, and he put Adam in it to tend it and to cultivate it, and work is a blessing from God, and it's, and I believe it's meant to be a blessing to us and something that we will do uh, for all of eternity. Then in chapter 2 verse 24 of Genesis we have marriage where God had created Adam and then he was alone and God said it's not good. God put Adam to sleep and from his side he, he uh, created a woman eve eve and god put them together And chapter 2 verse 24 says that a man should leave his father and mother and should uh, cleave to or be glued to or bonded with his wife and so we have the first marriage there in chapter 2 verse 24 then things turn south in chapter 3 but in chapter 3 we have a record of the worst event in all of history and that is uh, when adam and eve fell to temptation and disobeyed God and sinned and thus drew the entire human race in, into sin. And, and what a sad day that was. And we see right away the consequences begin. Death is pronounced on them. And they did die not only spiritually separated from God, but they eventually died physically. And death is introduced into, into human history there. But then in the midst of all of that, as you studied on and heard on the last podcast, in the midst of the very worst news, there is the first mention of the good news, the very best news. Redemption is introduced there in chapter 3, verses 15 and 21, where we have uh, the first mention of the gospel, um, where uh, uh, the seed of the woman, that, that, that referring to the virgin birth, would uh, crush the head of the serpent of satan and that happened at calvary and so all through from that point forward all through the entire book of of the bible all sixty six books we see the theme of redemption playing out and ultimately fulfilled in the last book and in the book of the revelation then back to genesis in genesis chapter four verse eight sadly we have the first murder mentioned when cain killed his brother Brother Abel, in chapters six, seven, and eight, we have the record of the worldwide flood, and I truly do believe that that's exactly what it's saying. And and I believe that uh, where it talks about the fountains of the deep breaking up and and rain falling, probably for the very first time, um, I happen to hold to the view that there was a canopy around the earth, a, 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 mo- a moisture canopy, and and I believe that that broke up there in that great flood that covered the earth and we see Adam uh, excuse me Noah being uh, told to build an ark and he did that over a period of uh, of over a hundred years and in and uh, Adam and his, uh, again Noah and his family I'm, I'm imperfect too very very imperfect <laughs> Noah and his family went into the ark and were saved And that again is a beautiful picture of Jesus who is our ark of salvation. And when we, when we are in Him, we are saved from the wrath of God, from the flood of God's wrath. Then in chapter 9 of Genesis, we have the first covenant that was made there with, with Noah. And uh, and and part of that is that God would never again destroy the earth with a flood, and the re- the rainbow is put in the in the sky. In in chapter ten, verse thirty two, we have the beginning of of nations. Chapter ten, verse thirty two. I'm turning there now. I want to read that to it. It says, "These are the families of the sons of Noah according to their genealogies by their nations, and out of these the nations were separated on the earth after the flood." And so. Uh, God begins to uh, out after the flood, and everybody's destroyed except for for, for Noah and his family. Uh, nations come out of his three sons uh, and nations are established on earth. In chapter 11 of, of Genesis we have languages where men had built the Tower of Babel and they were trying to unite against God and raise themselves up to be little gods. Uh, God came down and confounded their one language and confounded it into multiple languages and so we have there the first mention of multiple languages. And then then we come finally to chapter 12 and in chapter 12 we we see the introduction of the abrahamic covenant and we see the beginning stages of what would eventually become the the nation of israel in chapter 12 verse 1 we we have uh this uh scripture it says now the lord said to abram And Abram was his name originally. Eventually, God changed it to Abraham. But the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And so, um, Abraham is called to leave the land of Ur, you are, Ur, and that he's been in for, for many years. He is 75 years old at this point in the game, and he's told to take a, begin a journey of faith, to go to a land that God would give him and his seed. So he is called, and Abraham does respond to that call. And then in verse 2 it says, I will make you, and this is the introduction of the covenant, that God is making with Abraham and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you shall be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you I will curse and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Wow, there is uh, the 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 introduction of that covenant and that covenant is actually made uh, literally In, in chapter 15, and, and there is a process there where God uh, calls Abraham out and, um, God causes Abraham to fall into a deep sleep and, and, uh, God, uh, uh, slaughters an animal and cuts it in half and walks, uh, literally between the two halves of that animal. And that was a custom of that day when, uh, two people were making an agreement, a covenant. They would walk through it. Well, God didn't have Abraham walk through it. Only God walked through it because it is a one-way covenant. And, and and that covenant was again reaffirmed to um, to Abraham, uh, made in chapter, introduced in chapter 12, made in chapter 15, and reaffirmed in chapter 17. And that covenant, according to chapter 17, verses 7 and 8, and this is very important, and this is very strategic, and you need to hear this. That covenant is an everlasting covenant. In chapter 17, God says, verse 7, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your disciples, Descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And so for my, my wonderful friends who don't believe this, they have another view of this, I say that, uh, that this is pretty clear in my understanding. God has given Israel the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. That's the literal nation of Israel, an everlasting possession, and this is an everlasting covenant with the nation of Israel. Now, when you go on to read uh, in, in Romans chapters 9 through 11, you'll understand that um, that God is, is definitely talking to ethnic Israel, but he's also uh, talking to those who are the elect, those who are... Tr- that, that are, are truly saved, or will truly be saved out of Israel, because he said that not all of those who call themselves Israel are Israel. But that does not take away from the fact that God is talking literally to the Jews, to the ethnic Jews, to the actual nation of Israel that is now located, in what we call the Middle East, it is located in part of the land that God gave them in Israel. In Cana, do they have a right to that land? Absolutely. Do they have a right to existence? Absolutely, positively. Are they surrounded by hostile nations that want to wipe them out? Absolutely. Will they be able to do that? Absolutely not. Um, and and I stand on these on these scriptures in in, in that. Then this uh, Abrahamic covenant is later uh, renewed with. Uh, with his son Isaac in chapter twenty six of Genesis verses two to five, and then with his grandson Jacob in chapter twenty eight verses ten to seventeen and for those of you that that went to Sunday school and studied, you know that in chapter thirty two of Genesis Jacob uh, has a wrestling match with uh, who turned out to be God himself and wrestled all night and God changed his name to Israel. That's where we get Israel from. And from Jacob's 12 sons come the 12 tribes of Israel. Israel is God's chosen nation. And I want to uh, wrap this up with a reading from Romans chapter 9 verses 1 to 5. Paul said, I am telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart. For I could wish myself "...were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh." There's a key word, according to the flesh. He's talking about literal Jewish people, ethnic Jewish people. Verse 4, "...who are Israelites, to whom belongs the adoption of sons, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the temple service, and the promises, whose are the fathers, and from whom is the Christ, according to the flesh, who is over all, God bless forever, amen." And so all of that is basically saying this, it is uh, Israel's special purpose to deliver to us the word of God and and the gospel and to deliver to us the incarnate Jesus Christ. Jesus was a human uh, born on this earth, born of a virgin, and he was born a Jewish man. And, and God had a special purpose for Israel and fulfilled it. And he has a future for Israel, too. You can find that in Romans chapter 11, verses 25 to 29. Well, this study in Genesis has been a lot of fun for me and, uh, and has, again, um, reminded me of many of God's firsts. And when God starts something, God always carries through and, and finishes it. Well, think about that. Until next time, God bless.